Hi, I'm Chud X. And I'm Lanny. And this is The World As It Is Today. Thanks so much for being here with us. Uh, We wanted to let you all know about an event coming up this month before we get started. We've got something going on in our corner of Northwest Washington State. The great Alana Freeland will be speaking at the VFW Hall in Linden, Washington on Saturday, March 26th at 5 p.m. We're just asking for a minimum $10 donation at the door to help cover her travel costs as well as the cost for the venue. If you haven't heard Alana Freeland, uh, she's been on a lot of good podcasts that I'm sure that you've listened to. Yeah, you may have heard her on the Higher Side Chats, Crow 777, or Macroaggressions with Charlie Robinson. Um, She's the author of several books, like Geoengineered Transhumanism, Under the Ionized Sky, and Chemtrails, Harp, and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. Uh, Alana will have books for sale after she speaks, and she's just accepting cash only for that. If you need any more information, you can follow uh, Greener Postures on Instagram or email me, greenerpostures at protonmail.com. We're really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good talk. It's uh, it, it's going to be amazing. I've listened to her uh, in particular on Higher Side Chats. And yeah, it's uh, it's one of those types of talks when I hear her talk. I feel um, equal parts excited and maybe even validated in some of the things I think. But then I'm also really scared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it kind of scares me because it's it's just, um, I don't know, it's someone thinking very real about some of the things that I tend to, even though I do spend my gears about and get a little upset, um, it tends to stay a little out of the, the, the realm of real for me because it's, it's, it's just, it's just conspiracy. Mm -hmm. Uh, the skies, the, all this kind of stuff. I mean, I know that it's real, but like I have so little validation of that in my day to day life. And then I listen to someone like her and it's like, it's like, she's got a megaphone screaming at me. No, you're right about everything. You're right about everything, Chud. She really ties in several different conspiracies that have worried me. That I didn't really realize how related they were, like yeah. chemtrails and transhumanism, mm-hmm. and the surveillance state and uh, the climate stuff, which is obvious with the chemtrails. Mm-hmm. But uh, and harp, harp frequencies, uh, the the five um, G, and, oh, yeah. and uh, radar technology, and just you know, she talks about the space fence um, of of. A, a literal fence that we're creating out of all of the radio, Wi-Fi, and other vibratory signals that we're constantly, constantly shooting around here. And those are those same ones that are bombarding our bodies. So we're we're way excited to hear her speak. I'm I'm super proud of my our little group of friends pulling this together, and uh, we're looking forward to that again, March 26th in Linden, Washington. And being local is where it's at, um, you know, for anybody listening, you know, getting getting together with like-minded individuals who want to hear something like this, it's within your grasp to reach out to that person and, you know, offer them, offer them a train ticket and say, hey, please come talk to our community. And uh, there's a good chance that they will. Yeah. Yeah. So some really cool people in our community pulling this together. I'm just helping promote it and really looking forward to attending. So we hope to see you there if you're in our area. 
Um, I also wanted to tell you my YouTube channel, Preserving Today, has a new video this week showing you how I grow sprouts at home in mason jars. Using a quart-sized wide-mouth canning jar and a specialty sprouting lid, I turn seeds and water into fresh sprouts on my kitchen counter. Uh, check it out if you want to get started growing something in your home. I think it's pretty great for folks that are low on outdoor space and still want to get uh, some new greens growing this spring. Fresh, living food. Yes. Still living. Living food. Not like when you buy the sprouts from the grocery store and they've already been on the shelf for a week and then you take them home. But something that is like alive as you ingest it, it's pretty magical. Absolutely. Um, so we also wanted to thank all our new listeners and everyone who's reached out with an email or an Instagram message. Um, Sarah, thanks for the Instagram message and your kind words. Uh, also Raquel from Portland. She reached out to me after hearing us on false reality check. Uh, she's got a rad business called kaleidoscope plants, very unique and exotic houseplants. Check out her website, kaleidoscopeplants.com. That's not related to the kaleidoscope funk network. I don't think it is, but I should. We should probably see how her. the Kaleidoscope Funk Network isn't real. <laughs> it's is, probably not. What is the? It was from the Sarah Silverman program. Oh Remember yeah. Remember she she took acid or some kind of hallucinogen and went to a, I think it was supposed to be like fish yeah. or something, but they were yeah. the Kaleidoscope Funk Network. <laughs> and the guy the guy that is your favorite from Mr. Show. Yeah. Is there Brian with the, He's wearing no, not Brian Pussain. Uh, He's got a beard and, oh, yeah. and gray hair, yeah. but he's wearing a shirt that ah. says free hugs. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Anyway, sorry. Yes, that's Diversion. I didn't that mean was great. But thanks take us again, out there. <laughs> Raquel. Uh, and uh, yeah, so keep keep the messages coming. We really appreciate it. Anybody who wants to reach out to us to be on the show or um, has something to say, that something to add to what we've talked about. Yeah. If there's anybody listening to any of these and... You're like, man, I really have something to add to this conversation. Reach out to us. Um, maybe we'd like to have you on. And even if not, uh, we we might just want to uh, exchange some information and, and, and emails and, and have a good conversation that way. Yeah, this is hopefully opening up us just connecting to more awesome people, which speaking of that, uh, false reality check. If you haven't listened or watched yet, uh, check out Chud and I on false Rea reality checks episode number 64. It was so much fun talking to these two amazing humans. Absolutely. They, seriously, their smiles are infectious. They mm -hmm. like just sat there beaming at us like the whole talk. Like I wish they lived closer so they could just follow us around smiling like that when we're doing hard stuff. Oh, talk about talk about some some feel good times if if we had smiles like that around us all the time. For sure. So yeah, <laughs> listen to us there. That was a really fun talk. We were uh, also on uh Hidden in Plain Sight with uh with my buddy Bob. That's right. We were with uh Moral Bob and his amazing wife Kaylee to talk about raising a family in these wild times. Check out Moral Bob and Kaylee's uh, married Instagram page at uh, that retro marriage. Mm -hmm. And lastly, but not leastly, thank you to Joe from Daddy Garden. He sent us a bunch of seeds like tomatoes, squash, carrots, corn, melons, beans, like tons of seeds. Um, thank you very much, Joe. Yeah, Joe, you're awesome. I even I just saw right before we started recording, I saw that you wrote me a, a nice email. I didn't have time to read it because we were on a schedule here, but yeah, I'm looking forward to to reading that soon. I'll write you back. Uh, this is that, but what you sent us was just absolutely amazing. Totally generous. So if you're looking for seeds and you're wanting to buy seeds online, check out daddygarden.org. 
Well, I think that tidies up a lot of like the little announcements that I wanted to make. Housekeeping is what they call it on on some podcasts. Okay. And Adam always says business. Business. Yeah. Business. But I think he spells it like B-I-Z-N-I-Z. Business. I thought it was bidness. Oh, bidness. Right. That's how he says it. That's black people for business. (laughs) This is not not PC. I'm going to get that in post. Um, (laughs) Yeah, don't worry about it. We edit out any and all possible racism all all of the constant <laughs> racism excuse from my mouth so it's just like these little tiny bits of sentences strung together to make this yeah podcast. it's it's amazing that this is even coherent that's <laughs> not true yeah um but i don't know i was we didn't really have a plan of what we we're going to talk about today but i have been thinking about this idea that's been really i mean like obsessing is an exaggeration but i've been thinking a ton about this idea of teaching versus learning. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's something we've um, talked about a good bit. So, like, I really am annoyed by somebody saying that they wanted to teach me something. Yeah. Or can you teach me something? Like, that's a little less annoying, but it almost seems like it seems like a pompous. I don't know if that's the word I want to say. Or like, egotistical to say you're a teacher and Mm -hmm. um uh that's coming from me who's doing things like fermentation workshops at my house and so obviously people will say oh will you teach me how to do that right and i'll say well you should come and learn with me because i think if i'm saying i'll teach them that's like implying that i think that i'm an expert and that i know everything there is to know about something right and i don't and i never will yeah, that's like, uh, we, well, as we've talked about it a lot, you know, just privately, um, we put, we made a conscious decision, I don't know, a few years ago to put more of an emphasis on the concept of learning versus the concept of teaching. I guess this would kind of go back to, to the early starts of homeschooling. Yeah. Because um, I would say things like, well, you know, I don't know if I'm fit to be a teacher, right. which is absolute truth. I am not. (laughs) Uh, but I am a pretty good learner and, um, I can teach ah, There it is. It's hard to do without saying it. It is. Uh, I can help someone else learn how to learn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if, if, you know, I, I, I give little examples of it here and on into the apocalypse and other places where I'll, I'll say that, I'm no expert in anything, but when my son has a question about something, I say, let's go find out. Let's go do some research. Um, that's me learning with him and not teaching him shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's, um, um, and, and what I'm really trying to trying for him to learn is how to learn. Like, I don't care if he learns about uh, whatever subject, how how cardboard boxes are made. I don't care if he learns that. But if he's curious about that, well, we're going to learn that so that he can learn that there are steps to research to find out. I mean, most things, most practical things. I mean, there's there's like spiritual things that go a little bit farther that aren't so uh, you can't read a Wikipedia about it. That's for damn sure and understand what it's talking about. But that, but if you do learn how to read Wikipedia and, you know, do your own research to figure out whatever it is you want to learn about, then when you 
are learning about spiritual things, you kind of get what you're going for a bit better, I would imagine. So I think like 2020 has taught people, if they didn't already know this before, I see it taught people. (laughs) 2020 is a teacher. It was, it's like the, you learn, everyone learned in 2020, if they didn't already know it before, that you can't teach someone something unless they're ready to learn it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how many people did we love that couldn't see what was happening to us? Mm -hmm. And how many people did we love that we loved? They, they couldn't hear what we were saying when we were trying to tell them facts. No amount of charts and graphs from Tom Woods was going to change people's minds. And those were good Mm. charts and graphs. In fact, to quote, or, you know, some somewhat quote, uh, paraphrase, Vin Armani was talking about, I don't think he actually said Tom Woods, but I think we all knew he was talking about Tom Woods when he was talking about charts and graphs. And he was saying um, that when it comes time, when some woo woo crazy thing, some magic that's not real tells everyone it's time to take off the mask. You don't want anybody standing there pointing at charts and graphs telling you that that's not going to affect the, the quote unquote disease at hand. You want, you want to be quiet and let them believe let them in, believe their in, own woo woo so yeah. that you can just get back to. And, and if that woo woo is just Fauci saying it's over yeah, or someone else saying, uh, we need to to pray for for uh, Ukrainians or whatever yeah, whatever it is that gets you. I was just thinking about that because of what's going on now. Yeah. Because they're quickly just switching over to something different that we don't want to talk about. Because I don't want to give it any power. I don't want to find newsletters in my email for the next two months of of Tom Woods saying. But charts and graphs tell us that we need to be focused on COVID still. Yeah. No, which, let them let it which go. Which I bet there are charts and graphs that say that. Yeah. Essentially. And I believe that, not about the charts and graphs, but I believe that we shouldn't forget about COVID uh, right now. Like, because I think that the un, the unwinding of COVID is going to be a hell of a lot more interesting than the <laughs> winding up of the fucking brainwashing for this Ukraine shit. Yeah. I, I could agree. But nobody's going to pay attention to, to the COVID shit. They're all going to be based, they're going to be concerned about World War III and nuclear powers and all these other things. And when when I tell them, yeah, uh, did you see that the CDC released a statement today? This hasn't happened yet. The CDC released a statement today that says that vaccines are completely ineffective to the COVID-19 virus. No, we didn't see that because they're not telling anyone. They're not, they're not t- <laughs> but you know, like if they, if I did read that, and it was real from the CDC. You know, first off, I shouldn't be quoting the CDC because I just spent two years telling you they're full of shit. Yeah. But they were all listening to them, and I, I might want them to hear that, but they're going to say, uh, I don't have time for that. Didn't you hear what just happened? Didn't they- you hear we're baking for Ukraine? <laughs> baking for Ukraine? Is <laughs> oh, that a thing right now? On Instagram, I, was, I like follow some pages that make sourdough bread, and I'm like, it's like money shots of sourdough bread it's like oh, yeah. really good looking like people shooting loads oh and then the, yeah then they shooting s- loads, loads into of dough. into <laughs> no, sourdough bread no. some money shot and then they cut them open and you see that that uh crumb and it's yeah that's the that's the money shot creme 
No, it's different. Krim. No, but anyway, hashtag bake for Ukraine is showing up on yeah. all of their things. What so the fuck stupid. does that even mean? Are they sending loaves of bread there? Because I don't think they are. I think they're just saying hashtag no. bake for Ukraine, hashtag cook no, for no, Ukraine. No, no. It's we like don't, showing your support. We don't live in a culture that would do anything for the people of Ukraine. I don't think. I mean, prove me wrong, whatever. But I... I when I hear something like that, there was no part of me that thought anybody's sending food. No, it's that, just that's that. just, it's just I'm just hashtag. doing it's uh I'm gardening for Ukraine. Yeah. Because I'm getting the garden ready right now. I'm doing it for Ukraine. I'm, I'm collecting eggs for I'm, Ukraine. I'm I just homeschooling have, for Ukraine. I'm just a fucking LA Rams fan who's fucking doing my gardening. Because I don't know if you've noticed this, but the LA Rams, who I think did they win the Super Bowl? What are uh, is that a football team? Yeah, I didn't know that. I think they won the Super Bowl. Okay. What are their fucking colors? They're the fucking colors of the Ukrainian flag. What? what? Huh? Yeah, we were. I was already about that. The 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 angels and the ram and the there's somebody. Yeah. Uh, there's there was there was a bunch of shit. Yeah. I mean, we're not sports fans, so we didn't really know. I don't but get it. you know, I the didn't know that, that peripheral listening. To Isaac Weishaupt, you know, he mentioned some things and like that. The colors was brought to my attention by legal man, you know, and I, I was like, really? And I just Googled L.A. Rams and, you know, of course, the Wikipedia picture showed those colors. And then I just clicked on images and yes, their uniforms, fucking everything. Oh. It's they might as well be the Ukrainians. And They're they just the won. Well, they just put those colors into all of our fucking oh minds as a victorious thing. I don't know. The psyops run deep. That's all I'm sure saying. Sure does. But so what I'm saying is those people that are blinded by all of that bullshit, you can't teach them shit. They have to want to learn something. They have to seek it out on their own. And I have a million examples of that in my own life. Things that I just was not ready for yet that I could not learn until I was ready. Yeah. Like even sourdough. I've been fermenting for 12 years now and I've never made sourdough until 2021. No, 2022. Yeah, because I didn't start yeah. that until January. You started in January. So I have had that, all of that experience, and everyone's always said, oh, do you do sourdough? And you're like, And <sighs> I'm just like, no, that just seems like too much effort. There's like, you're feeding the thing every day, and you're making dough, and like, I don't eat bread, and isn't wheat not good for you, and you know... That was before you'd read all the Weston A. Price yeah. stuff about. We're understanding that the type of wheat and the quality of it and how it's prepared is really important. And that mm. fermented grain is better and more digestible and more nutrient dense. Yeah. And so experimenting with fermenting grain now so that I can feed that to our baby when I decide to introduce grain to him. That feels like the right thing to do. And that was my motivation for this. And then I was ready to learn it. And then I really like dove in. And all of the month of February was me obsessively baking sourdough over and over again. And everybody felt okay about that because they were eating all of the sourdough. And there's been other times in my life that it was the same thing where I just couldn't understand something until it clicked. And yeah. so when you sit down in a classroom and someone says they're going to teach you something... All of those 30 students are all at different places in their lives. And some of them might be ready for the information that's going to come. And some of them might not. And especially in that classroom setting, maybe the teacher doesn't even understand it well enough that they should be teaching it, mm -hmm. that they should be helping people learn it. So it's just, I don't know what to say instead, you know? Well, can we, before you continue on, I just, I, I want to focus on that for just another second of being ready to learn something. Yeah. Because, I mean... 
it happens in my life all the time. I think of uh, years ago when I was so sick and a close friend of mine started talking to me about fasting mm. and I, I, I listened politely and I said, thank you. And then as soon as he wasn't there, I was like, fuck man, he doesn't get it. I'm like really sick. Like I can't, I can't try some woo woo hippie shit. When, oh, when I look back on that now, I'm like, that was what I needed more than anything, but I couldn't fucking hear it. Yeah. Or I think of some people who are close to me, who I have been talking about a bubble bursting since 2008 and they just don't hear it. It's like they, they glaze over when I'm talking about it. And now they're starting to shake me and go, don't you realize that the economy's fucking fucked? And it's like, yeah. Oh yeah. Cause you couldn't hear me before. It's more than not that they're able to learn. They're not able to learn. They're not able to hear. We are not able to hear things that we're not ready to hear. Like maybe take it a step further like that. Yeah. It's not that we can't learn until we're ready to learn. We can't even hear some right. things yeah. until we're ready to hear some things. Um, you know, um, if, if, if someone's not ready for something that's going to like, like, uh, we talked about that event coming up with, uh, with, uh, Alana Freeland. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone in the world would benefit from listening to her, but I also think 99% of the world can't hear what she's saying. If they hear her, they hear crazy person saying words like space fence and, uh, and, and, uh, uh, Kim trails. And they're like, that's bullshit. And they, and, and they just, they can't even take it in, let alone learn about those things and learn that they're, they're a possibility let alone that they're that they're really happening. I have another great example for me, which hopefully it's okay to talk about our intimate personal marriage and relationship. This is a touchy subject for us. When we're trying to play a board game for the first time, <laughs> and you like to read all of the instructions. I'll out read loud. that instruction book for like an hour and a half and be <laughs> so fucking stoked for the board game we're about to play. <laughs> And immediately as he starts reading, before anything happens, I get angry. Like in my soul, in my body, like I'm like angry. Like my shoulders get tense and I'm, my brow is furrowed. And it feels like it's ruining what would be a fun time to read those directions. And you might think, well, how the hell do you know how to play any board games if you've never read any directions? Well, it's very specific. I have to take the board out and all the stuff. And then I read the first line of the instructions and I do that. And then I read the second line and then I do that. And I continue down until I've played the game. And even if I don't fully understand it, I need to play through the game. And as questions come up, I look back at the instruction manual. Right. And if someone is to sit down and read the instruction manual to me, or if I was to sit down and read it myself, I I always say, I don't have anything to hang that information on. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to me when it's coming in. And I just feel really dumb and frustrated. And I think the angry part comes from me feeling really stupid in school because I couldn't learn the way they wanted me to learn. Mm -hmm. And I was never told I was dumb and I was never put in a special class. I was told I was a troublemaker and I had a big mouth. And that was definitely a thing. But I always felt like, I just can't, oh, it just makes me angry. And I can't, I cannot learn how to play a board game like that. We have to play it through for me to learn as I'm doing it. 
I can't imagine it and, and, and listen to that instruction manual. And just to show the different types of brains that, or, or thought patterns that different people have, I'm the opposite. I will, I'm, I'm not exaggerating too much when I say I will read that for an hour and a half before we play. Uh, I'll read it for a while. I basically play the whole freaking game, like a round of it, in my head. Like, and if if someone says, sit down and play this game with me, I've played it a hundred times. I go, can I look at the instructions first? You know, and they're like, no, no, don't worry about it. I'll tell you as we go. And it's like, okay. And I can do that. Like, I'm not, I'm not OCD or fucking autistic like that. Um, but I would much rather, you know, like I'd, I'd rather sit down with that thing with that manual, you know, and we're not talking Candyland or, or, or Monopoly, but no, like we're a, talking our designer games. Yeah. Like a German, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever fucking game, something with lots of options and choices. Like I want to read Carcassonne out his own expansion packs. I, I want to read out all my choices with all my moves and I'll feel like I'm being robbed if I get halfway through a game and then I go, what you could lay down a farmer. I didn't know you could lay down a farmer. It's like, true. why didn't you tell me that before we started? You know? So it's the same thing when we get something that's going to need a lot of assembly. And it's like, the you're like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. But as you're relaxing and you lay down on the couch, you're just going to, you just lay down with that manual. <laughs> like it's a novel and you read the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and like, I kind of think that's hot. Cause like, I can't, I can't understand how to do that. Man, what can I say? I'm and hot. I also, uh, my dad would be someone who would throw that yeah. in a fire immediately. And then just like start to tear shit apart. Like sawing, <laughs> well, sawing stuff that he's not supposed to. And just like ruining everything. He'll, he'll buy, you know, I've never actually done Ikea furniture, but I'm familiar with the concept. Um, he he's someone who, if he got a piece of Ikea furniture, would yeah throw away the manual immediately and then build it four or five times and end up with something different than yeah. What and he'd be was using intended. like his own nails and screws because and, and it'll work. It'll be yeah. a fine piece of furniture when it's done. Uh, but <laughs> for 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 me, uh, maybe not safe for children. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, or large people. Uh, but uh, but he get but he gets the job done. Um, and I, I read the instructions. I, I'm kind of actually surprisingly for someone who sits down and reads them. I'm about 50, 50 kind of, kind of like your dad and kind of like the, the OCD person or whatever of that. Uh, I, I read through it assuming there's anything written in it. That's, this is more of a thing of the 10 past. years ago yeah, the than instruction today. manuals are strange now. Yeah, you're right. Um, but I like to, to see what they have to say. I mean, there's even a part of me that's enjoying seeing how people phrase things. There's a part of me that is enjoys reading how terribly worded the instructions are, you know, things like that. And not necessarily like, you know, a foreign language, you know, bad translation kind of worded. But it's like, it's like, really? You think taking the 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 small wooden cylinder and placing it in the void that is of the same size is a better way than saying stick the dowel into the hole. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, but I don't know. I don't remember why I was going with this. We just talking just, about different uh, ways that people yeah, learn. And, so you and, might want to relax and read the entire thing. And then you might, yeah, the next day you might not actually follow those directions to a T, but you read them all. And like, for me, I don't want to look at that until I'm starting to do it. 
And then I'm like reading the line and then doing the thing it says and reading the line and doing the thing it says. And then sometimes I might have to stop and read ahead because I don't understand something. And then it might clue me in, you know, based on something that happens next. But for the majority of things, like I learn as I go. I learn with my hands. I learn doing things. So that's why when someone says they want to, would teach someone something, I said, well, why don't they learn the thing? Right. And so I've been trying to think like, I want to host fermentation workshops. I want people to come and learn from what I know if they want to, because if they're ready to learn and they're interested, well, I've already done a whole bunch of work and messed up a whole bunch of things and learned how to do it. So it works for me. So I really like to share with people how it works for me. That's why I started the YouTube channel. So you might notice that all of the titles of my YouTube videos are how I make blank, how I make mayonnaise, how I grow sprouts in jars at home, how I do it. It's not how to do it because there's a freaking million ways to do it. How I do it, it works for me in my space with my skill set, with my equipment in this time. Mm-hmm. And I will continuously reevaluate that every time I do it to see if it still serves me. And if it doesn't, I will make adjustments. Sure. And I might go back to the drawing board at some point and just start researching again like I'm a brand newbie. And I might learn stuff that I overlooked the first time. And then that lets me continuously get better and more efficient at the things that I want to be doing. So if somebody wants to come over and learn with me, I feel like when I'm talking about what I've been doing, I always learn something from that. So making these videos and talking through what I'm doing has been really good. Having the workshops at the house where people come over has felt really good. People ask me questions that I might not have thought of, or I might, you know, my answer to them might be um, something that I needed to hear myself say, you know, it's hard to explain, but it's how, that's why I'm calling them workshops and not classes. Well, how, how's this for a concept? Um, you know, our greener postures are, are, um, I don't know what you'd call it, but our, but our series of words that we attach. Oh to. yeah. Tagline or whatever. Grow, build, raise, learn, share. And you know, that the, I think that this conversation probably really started at the time of coming up with those words. Yeah. Because we were really clear we didn't want teach on there. Um, share, because we don't want to teach anyone anything, but we do want to learn and we do want to share. I want to like, share my knowledge and have sharing, people learn if they want to. Sharing knowledge is, it's, it's, it has such a different feel than the, I, I, I want to say that there's like a force when you say teach. It's a force. Yeah. We're forcing. Yeah. You know, and you know, or both educate, educate's almost even worse. Yeah. It's like, that's even I like, mean, it like sounds a, like mean and creepy. Yeah. We're going to, I'm going to educate you on, on uh fence building or, or fermentation. Yeah. I'm going to teach you how to do these I'm things. i teach no, you so hard. <laughs> no, but I'm more than willing to go out and show and share with you the knowledge I've learned from fence building. And even if you've never done it before, you might see and share something with me that you're seeing just from having a different perspective, mm-hmm. which will make me learn, you know, which will allow, not make, but allow me to learn yeah. if I am so inclined yes. to hear it. And the same for you with, uh, fermentation, um, or, or, you know, like apply this to any subject. I'm just picking these things at random basically. Um, but it's, it's not that you want to teach someone 
the science behind fermentation. It's that you've come through th some things and learned some stuff about what someone could call the science of fermentation. And you would like to share that with the next person and the next person with their totally different brain, which thinks totally differently. Who knows? Maybe they eat the, the instruction manual, <laughs> uh, you know, or and they and they and that's how they learn through uh, through through absorbing it in their in their in their stomach. <laughs> sure. You know, like just something totally, you know, this is this person thinks nothing like you and they hear you share what you've learned or you think you've learned, and then they they go, wow, that's amazing, and they state back to you. They share with you what they just learned from you, and you hear them share that with you, and suddenly you're learning from that because you just haven't heard it from you're that right. perspective. Yeah, it is, It's and it's a complex thing. And, you know, people might think that we're splitting hairs and it's just semantics. Oh, and we are. And we are, but also... <laughs> Like a little birdie told me, words have meaning. Yeah. And it's a big like, bird. <laughs> a little birdie is a saying. I just seven, that seven, seven. Was that super clever? I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but yeah, you know, it's words do have meaning. And, and the way I say things, you know, it, it's the way it allows people to take that from me. And I, I don't want them to feel like I think I know everything. And I don't want people to be confused that I know more than I do. I, I don't want to let anybody down and I don't want to mislead anybody. I want everyone to know that I'm learning and I'm always learning. And that's part of what's exciting. I want to hold a space for people together, come together and learn together. And maybe I know more on something than them at that given time. But maybe then next time I see them, they'll have surpassed me and I'll be learning from them. It's just this free flow exchange. You don't even have to have that hierarchy of they've surpassed you or not. They've just looked at it differently than you. And, it, and we can always continue learning from each other. So I, 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 at the same time, it's also like so ingrained in all of us. And we have been taught from a very early age yeah. to understand that learning is in a schoolhouse and there is a teacher and they know more than you and they are educated and they teach you and you sit there and you take mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And if you're not learning in that environment, something's wrong with you. And, and it's, it's, it's like you said, taught to us and it's ingrained so deeply that like, uh, like, okay. So like a conversation I had, uh, in real life with someone somewhat recently that I haven't told you about, um, they were talking to someone else and I was kind of, kind of, you know, button my way in as they were asking the other person, if you needed to have a degree to be um, a psychologist and the other person didn't know. And I kind of butted in and was like, I'm pretty sure you would need a degree to be a psychologist. And I might be wrong about this, but what no, I know you absolutely do. I, I, cause I don't, I just don't know what, what titles mean what, Yeah. but I said, I said, cause, cause those people I'm pretty sure can prescribe pills Hmm. which is going to be like, you're going to need some kind of certificate of, of Yeah. I think completion. a psychiatrist can prescribe pills and a psychologist can't, but I also okay. might be wrong. Yeah. See, I don't know. And they didn't or correct me. Or a counselor me. can't, but those can. Cause yeah. that's what I, I said. I said, but you'd probably be able to become a counselor maybe without even, uh, you know, a, a certificate of 
completion. Like maybe you could, to, could take a course yeah, or yeah, something like that. I think like there's that. still some school. Yeah, but you could be fucking life coach and just pull that out of your ass and say that's what you are. And I, and, But then I, <laughs> then I got really real with this person, in my opinion, real. And I said, uh, but what, what is it that you want to do? And they said, well, I don't really care what it is I do as long as I'm making a positive impact in the world. And I said, then forget all that stuff, man. Have a family. This person's single. Oh. And uh, I, said, I said, raise a family. You're going to have way more of an impact than you will being a counselor or a psychologist or anything else. And, and they said, yeah, but none of it really means much unless I've got, unless I've got that. They didn't say certificate because I'm kind of – the diploma. Yeah. Like, really, I realized fairly quickly all they were saying was they wanted to go to school. I want to go to school so I can say I went to school and I can have this degree. And when people say, what have you been doing, you say, I got this degree. Yeah. And, man, I, I recommended The Case Against Education by Brian Kaplan. This, they will never, ever look that up or <laughs> anything. I thought about offering to loan it to this person, but I don't know. I, whatever. Because that book really, really describes the, the situation of that, uh, uh, education, particularly of the college variety is nothing but a, um, a signaling that you are compliant enough that you can go along to get along and get this certificate and that makes you worth more in the workplace. And while it makes it clear that you will indeed make more money that way, it does not make you a better person right. or a smarter person. And, that, that's a and, it's, and it's sad to me that this person I was talking to said that really what they wanted to do was make an impact in the world, a positive impact. And it's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. I'm, I'm, if but you do, go have a fucking family. Also, that is a really good example of that. You can't let that person borrow that book because they're not ready to learn no, that. You no. can't, you yes. can't teach them that the school system is bullshit. And mostly because that's an opinion and you've learned it and you believe it to be true, but you can't force that on somebody else who's not ready for it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's that. But when I'm trying to think of, you know, how do I market these events that I'm having like workshops that seems like a good thing, but now I'm going to have them online as well. I'm, I'm planning a, a zoom, uh, party online. I will charge or, or accept a small donation and have people come together in a, a virtual space to talk about fermentation. And I would love to tell them what I do in a place where I can also get questions and feedback from them. Right. Mm-hmm. So a workshop makes sense to me because when people come to our house to do this and they're in the homestead, we actually like cut up cabbage and put salt on it and squish it with our hands and we smell things and I let them taste and, a bunch of stuff. And and you have a head of cabbage for everybody. Yeah, we're working and then and, they go home with a jar of sauerkraut right. to watch and, and I check in with them in a week and in two weeks and three weeks and send them pictures of what mine looks like so that they can check theirs and make yeah. sure it looks the same. So I think there's a lot of value in that because... I think when I first started, if I had a mentor like that, if somebody was there that had done this a bunch of times before, just to reassure me that I wasn't going to poison my family when I was trying to grow this bacteria, um, it would have been really helpful. Well, heck, how many people have you heard? I've heard people say this to you, uh, like upon meeting, not a meeting, but uh, upon departing ways after meeting you and all the the sauerkraut talk comes up, they'll say... um, 
Yeah, I tried making sauerkraut once, but it went to mold. Right. And that person just needed you. And I said, I know I want, then I had like a hundred questions. Did it, was it calm yeast? Right. What kind of mold was it? Yeah. Was it just on the top? Was it, did it smell bad? That's, was it a curtain of it? Like a blanket of it? And you could have pulled it off? These questions you're asking is why they needed you. <laughs> or, I mean, not you necessarily, but. But someone who's had experience and someone who's messed up and someone who's thought about it a lot. Because, I mean, think back to our old house and your earliest days of fermentation. Were you a little bit scared? Oh, I was so scared. I thought I was going to kill a everyone. A little bit? A little bit? Just I, a little bit there? Just yeah. like a lot. Yeah. Yes. Like, and uh, I wasn't scared because I don't know. I'll fucking eat anything. But, uh, <laughs> you know. It's before I believed that there was like an inherent sense in all of us that if we tune into our actual like being and nature, then we we can tell if something's good for us to eat or not. Yeah. I'll I'll taste anything. And if it tastes good, I'll eat it. And nothing that you've ever fermented uh, have I been like, yeah, I don't want to eat that. And it's really, it's like, I think a lot of people are just, they're putting that that uh, that part of them aside every time they eat Doritos and drink a Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because like, your instincts of your body are, you can smell like vegetable oil before it goes into your mouth and it doesn't smell like a food. And the only way you're ever going to notice that is if you don't eat it for a long time and then you eat it again. There's an experiment that I, it's it's harder than I'm going to make it sound, but I, I challenge anyone to don't eat any processed sugar for seven days. Like, really, really do it. It's it's hard. You eat, know. eat honey, um, maple syrup, whatever. Fruit. And then, and then go to the grocery store or convenience store or whatever and get yourself a Snickers or a Reese's oh, yeah. and it will not be the best thing you've ever no, had in your life. No, it's weird. It's because after I had been eating clean for like a really long time, I was like, fuck yeah, it's Easter time. So those Reese's mm-hmm. like egg shaped ones, yeah, yeah. Whatever, where the whatever, whatever candy thinner, with whatever time of year. There's too much peanut butter in there. I'm going to get that and it's going to be so good. So I haven't had that shit in a long time. And then it was like, oh, this tastes like not real. This is like the fat isn't good in my mouth. Yeah. It's not... The, it's like, uh, and I could, you know, if I powered through that, I probably would want like four more of them. But if you take that bite and it's not good and you stop, then, you know, then you get a spoonful of peanut butter and you put some honey on it on a piece of sourdough bread. And that shit is good. I don't, I don't remember what the candy was, but I remember, you know, doing this experiment, you know, I didn't think of it as such at the time, but, uh, I hadn't eaten any, I was eating like just raw food. It was like before we'd been like I was, I was doing basically a long cleanse and I came off of that and I started eating other foods and then, um, I ate some candy, someone like maybe it was a Reese's peanut butter cup or something. Someone handed me something. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. I was probably stoned and like, you know, excited. And I put it in my mouth and it was just like, like, I felt like I could taste like margarine Yeah, and and it was like and the it texture just of it. Your mouth. Yeah, the whole thing just coated my mouth, and it was just like, "Fuck, this is poison." Like I'd never really quite realized before that moment that that thing that I put in my mouth was, in fact, poison. But we're but we override that sense. You know, we're, we this came from talking about fermented foods. Like, like we are. Some people are afraid to eat a fermented food. But yet we override that same fear over and over and over again to eat other poison. Absolutely. And I, I, I keep coming back to this idea of teaching and educating as being like negative, forceful terms. And I've just, 
still having a hard time not using them from time to time, but I'm becoming more and more aware of it and it's feeling better because I really think learning is like an exchange of energy and information and that it's a really, really good thing to share with people. And if you think you're teaching or educating, then you're going to miss out on opportunities to receive energy in that. Mm-hmm. And you're just forcing your, your information out instead of taking in. And it's yeah. the entire education system in a nutshell is you have people who are teachers and they come in and their only thing to do is to check a box next to every kid's name and say that I have taught them X, Y, and Z today. And they fail miserably at that because that is an impossible task. And, you know, like I emphasize it all the time. They're not, they're not teaching how to learn at all. And it's, it's simply a matter of, uh, of memorization that's going on there. And it's, it's not learning. And that idea of teaching someone how to learn, I've used it before and I keep trying to tell myself, no, you don't teach them how to learn. You just get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. And they learn, you allow them to learn, you hold space so they can learn. And as they are doing that, that is how they learn how to learn things as they go and as they want to know them. And if you're not out of the way, it's that you're learning with them. Exactly. So it's a partnership or, you know, hold, hold that space for them. And that's why when we started greener postures, it was that grow, build, raise, learn, share. That's what we wanted to do. We wanted to cultivate and autonomous individuals coming together on private property to trade and share skills and resources freely. That's what it says on every poster and now online as well. And I'm trying to find out how we can make that happen. Tra- we are- trademark that, have the intellectual property rights <laughs> no. to it and sue the fuck out no. of anyone who uses our words. Steal it and do whatever you want with it. But what I'm saying is like, how do I embody that in a, in a virtual space where we're not physically hugging our friends when they come to the workshops? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not sending them home with sauerkraut. They have to make that on their own. And I, I don't, I, I'm not sure what it's going to look like I exactly think yet. You just got to get your feet in the brine and uh, you got to get your feet wet. Just to be just clear, I never put my feet in my brine. So if you ever want to eat some of my ferments, there's no feet. I, I might. <laughs> um, but no, you just got to get your feet wet and start doing it. And, and you'll, the path will open up to how you can pass because that on. How do I learn how to host these workshops online? I can't read a manual. Yeah, I could read you a manual for days <laughs> no, on how to do this. I need to sit down. Fuck, there are probably people who charge to teach you how, how to, start to a workshop? how, how to yeah. do workshops and YouTube videos yep. online. And like, no thanks guys. I think what I got to do is jump in and then find where I'm struggling yeah. and then search for those answers and just keep trying. You got to you just got to try you you have a product to to deliver to people. And in this case, it's knowledge, right? Because you're over distance. It's not, you're not selling it's them sauerkraut. Knowledge. And then, yeah, holding a space, a virtual space for people to come together to try to learn that thing. And that has value to it. That has, that has, uh, it's, it's a tangible thing that people want and you can get that to them, but you just kind of got to start doing it, I think. And the path will become clear. What you start with doing, 
might be horrible. Mm-hmm. Might be the worst shit it's ever. Be horrible. It's right. yeah. <laughs> but it uh, it might just not jive right. You might do it three or five times before you start going, oh, you know what? Something's clicking. And maybe that's because you'll learn that from someone else who takes one of these and they say, you know, I've done a few online workshops and that's, yeah, that's such a big deal is me reaching out to people after they've taken the workshop and asked them what they think and what, what questions did you have afterwards? And was there anything you were expecting that you didn't get or something that you really enjoyed that you, you know, and I think it's equally important that you continue to do them in real life with real people. And I don't know, you know, I mean, like I, I don't think I've said this to you, but I've just thought as I listen to you talk about it, like, you know, maybe there's a way you could incorporate the two together so that you have, uh, four or five people that you're with in real life. I had not thought of that. You hadn't thought of that? Oh, okay. Yeah. I definitely didn't say it then. Yeah. I mean, it's just something that I've thought because you're in your proper element when you're with people. Oh yeah. That's a really good idea. And, and so, so what you'd be, uh, you know, like charging people for, for the online workshop is to watch you do a workshop, not that you're talking to them. You're talking to, to, you know, you're talking to our friends that have done this a few times or, or, you know, or not. Or new people or whatever. whatever. And, you know, you do still buy, uh, uh, you you do still buy a, a jar and provide them with a, with a, um, head of cabbage and, you know, you go through all the steps with them while, I mean, shit, it could even be like I'm there. And instead of just having a fixed camera, you know, sterile view of what you're doing, you know, handheld, like getting in there, looking at you, looking at their hands, you know, like moving around, like while it's going or, or we invest in like 10 cameras and we have like angles coming from everywhere. And then you spend (laughs) six months editing that afterwards. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of possibilities, but for me, I just have to jump in. So my next in-person workshop is the first Sunday of April at one o'clock here on our homestead. So if you're in Northwest Washington and you're interested, send me an email at greener postures at proton mail. Yeah. And for the first zoom one, I think I'm going to do just the next Sunday after that. So I will send out information as soon as I have it. And, and that'll always be on my Instagram page at greener postures on Instagram. So if you want to come to one of my workshops and you have any ideas of what you would enjoy online, let me know. Send us, send me an email or a message on Instagram. That'd be great. All right. Should we wrap it up? I know it's a little short today, but we've got, we've got a lot going on. Yeah. It's sunny outside and we've got a kid that wants to go play and a baby that's just waking up and stuff to do. And a dad that wants to go play on a tractor. Outside. Outside. <laughs> it's nice outside. Yeah, it's we're we're reaching that time of year, folks. Like it's 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 getting nice. Yeah. We're in the we're in the deep Pacific Northwest, and when it gets nice, we really notice. Yeah. So thanks so much for taking the time to listen to us, and thanks again for the people who have been reaching out and telling us uh, nice things and that you've been listening. And go check out those other shows we mentioned. We have some cool new friends in the podcasting world. And, and False Reality Check and Hidden Plain Sight, Deborah Gets Red Pilled, all of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Peace out. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks.